Hey, good evening. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters. I pray that you are well on this Wednesday. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I was listening to that praise, uh, that instrumental praise. And uh, I think the word said, I am healed. Thank God that I am healed. Anybody can declare this morning or this evening, rather, amen, that I am healed. God has healed me and and not only am I healed, but I am here. Amen. I'm here because I've been healed. Thank God this mo- this evening. What is going on? Thank God this evening <laughs> that that God has uh, it's kept us here, healed our bodies, and we are here this evening. Uh, good evening, Sister Stewart. God bless you. Good evening to each of you. Who do we have? Sister Lawson, our friend over over in Alabama. God bless you. Good to see you. Helen Luster, God bless you. Happy Wednesday to you, Sister Luster. 
Amen. Amira Shabazz Bridges, God bless you. Good to have you on with us as well, all the way from Tennessee. Amen. Kayola Williams, good evening to you. Good evening to you. Sister Epps, how you doing? Amen. Sister, uh, Sister Mac, amen. God bless you. I'm a friend over in uh over in uh Texas. God bless you. Good to see you. Annie Sexton, Mother Sexton, God bless you. Good to have you with us, Sister Heard. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. Paula T. J. S. U. I hear you. I hear you. Cass Blunt Ross. Amen. Good to see you, Cassandra. Amen. Cecilia. Amen. You all are in the house. Go ahead and share this with your neighbor, with your friend. Let them know that you are watching our Bible study. Amen. And we're going to continue uh, lifting up our brothers and sisters who are in need of prayer. Certainly, we um, we keep those who are bereaved and experiencing bereavement, um, uh, those who are, are sick and, and uh, those who are in hospitals right now. We're keeping you on our hearts and on our minds. We love you. We're thinking about you, and we are praying for you. We still believe that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Amen. Don't y'all stop praying. Don't y'all stop believing, because I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles that are happening right here amongst us. Amen. Y'all still coming in the room, Sister Mac. God bless you. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Thomas. Amen. Good to see you. Amen. Brother Cheatham is in the house. God bless you. You all are in here, and we thank God for your presence and for your prayers. Amen. Go ahead and say good evening to TA if you haven't already. TA is the man behind the scenes, always making us look good and sound good. We thank God for him and for his ministry of digital ministry, making sure that the word of God goes forward in these digital platforms and formats. Amen. Listen, let's have a word of prayer as we get into the word on tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you tonight for this day. This is the day that you have given us. And we bless you, oh God, for this day, a day unlike any other. God, I thank you that um, in and through everything that you have proven yourself, time and time again to be the faithful God, the everlasting God, the God on, upon whom we can depend, a God in whom we trust. You're so good. You're so excellent. You're so mighty. And for that, we give you total and absolute praise. God, now we ask your blessings upon our time together in this study of your word. We thank you for your word and the truth contained therein. We pray, O oh God, that as we read your word and study your word, that we would walk by faith and not by sight, believing that every part of your word is true. We can stand on its promises. We can utilize its principles. O oh God, we can believe its precepts. Thank you for your word and its power. Now, God, do what you will. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus and for his sake, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. So listen, we are continuing tonight from uh, our Bible study last week. I began Bible study last week by simply asking uh, who among us have any experience of being overwhelmed, with being tired, with being exhausted? And judging from the response that I got in the chat line, in the timeline, we got some people out there who know something about being tired, being overwhelmed, being exhausted for whatever reason, tired of, tired of work, <laughs> um, tired, tired of, of responsibilities that, 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 
that are yours, but uh, it has it has taken a toll on you. Um, and we talked last week um, about we started beginning talking about some of the reasons that might contribute to a tired and an exhausted soul, a tired and an exhausted soul. We we began last week's message, and I, I want to uh, wrap wrap up this week. And remember, this is our last uh, Bible study for for a little bit. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go on a break and uh, and get a little rest. Amen. Um, but we started talking about um, some of the things that we might do or not do that contribute to this state of exhaustion. Uh, being mentally tapped out, being physically um, exasperated, um, whatever those things are that 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 we need um, to recognize that 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 to some degree we may very well be we may very well be um, the ones who have contributed to feeling that way. So. We talked about last week the sin of not observing Sabbath, the sin of not observing Sabbath. And hopefully from, from last week's discussion, I, I, I hope that we started to gain a deeper appreciation for what it means to practice Sabbath. What, 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 what I hope we saw from that is that Sabbath is more than uh, going to church on Sunday. <laughs> Practicing Sabbath is more than attending a service. Uh, actually, the Sabbath uh, is, is God's uh, pattern for a soul being restored. And if we are not um, conscientiously um, and consistently observing and honoring Sabbath, then we may very well be contributing to our own mental, physical, and spiritual exhaustion. And so we, we started by talking about the, 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 uh, the way scripture uh, uses the number seven, uh, on the seventh day, God rested from the six days of creating the world. On uh, every seven years, uh, there was to be a canceling of the debts uh, that people had. Every seven years, God tells his people, do not plant the land, uh, but live off of whatever the land produces. And whatever I make sure uh, the land produces, I'm going to tend to your needs. Why? Because I need you to trust in the Lord of the land and not the land. So God creates this time and this space for us to not only be, watch this, to not only let our land rest, but to also find respite in him, to find rest in him and to understand that he is the source of our supply. I, I love the way God sets this up because what he basically says is, I don't want you getting so locked into 
working the land that you confuse what the land is and who the Lord is. The, 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 the land does what the Lord tells it to. The, the, the land, the land is created by God. And so God says, I don't want you worshiping the land. In fact, I want you to make sure you understand that even if the land is not planted, I will still supply your need because I'm the Lord of the land. Are you hearing me, anybody? And then every every um, 49 years, seven times seven, every 49 years, um, the year of Jubilee. And this is the time uh, that, that, that um, slaves uh, were released to freedom. This was also the time that, that land that had been purchased from families uh, were, those lands were returned to those families so that families had a restart. Uh, if they had to sell land in order to get out of debt and if they had to sell land in order to pay off of it, whatever the, whatever the reason was, every, every 49th year, the year of Jubilee, God says, return the land to the original landowners. And I love that because what God says is, I don't want anyone to be in a perpetual state of oppression. I don't want anyone to be in a cycle of poverty that they can't ever get out of. God builds it into his law and into his ways and into his word. that if you follow his way, God says, there will be no cycle of poverty. Every 49th year, this generate, you will get a new start. You will get a new start. Amen. That what, what a blessing. And so Sabbath, again, Sabbath is restoration. Sabbath is, is recuperation. Sabbath is, is replenishing. Sabbath is, is what God puts in place so that those who are tired, those who are exhausted, watch this, and those who have been oppressed can come up and come out and be restored and be renewed. Are you hearing me? So, um, uh, uh, this is this is this is all in God's law. We we looked at at, at Leviticus. We looked at Deuteronomy. We looked at Genesis. Um, all of these passages. Um, but I love the fact that Jesus comes along, and you know Jesus says uh, at at the forefront of his ministry when people are trying to understand who he is. Uh, Jesus says, "Listen, I have not come to destroy the law." but to fulfill the law, right? I've come to fulfill the law. And so Jesus was not about destroying the honoring of Sabbath or destroying the, the, the need for, for spiritual, mental, emotional restoration. Jesus saw the need and I listen, y'all watch this. Jesus, the son of God, fully human, fully divine. Why, why does God decide to wrap himself up in human flesh? I believe part of the reason 
is so that we might identify with him, but watch this, also that he might identify with us. There is this humanness that Jesus feels, watch this, in his humanity, he feels the weariness, which makes him our all-sufficient savior because he feels what we feel. And so in Mark chapter six, in Mark chapter six, Jesus, uh, Mark six and 31, in Mark six and 31, um, Jesus recognizes that his disciples um, are growing tired, have grown tired. And six and 31 says, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 31. Uh, I, I'll read it from the version that you're looking at. He said to them, come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going and they had no leisure so much as to even eat. Right. So they're coming and going. They're doing ministry. Man, can you, I, you listen, y'all, y'all know that space. Y'all know that place where, where where you're in that zone. Some, somebody talk to me now. You know, when you get in that zone and you you're pumping on all cylinders. Right. And you you've got the passion behind you. You've got the zeal. You your your thoughts are flowing or or, or your rhythm is going and, and you, you're in that zone. Right. And it feels good. It feels so good when you're in that space. Right. And you're and and mentally you're there. Physically, you're there. Emotionally, you're there. Spiritually, you're there and you're pumping it out. Right. That feels good. But then there are those moments when the grind of that, of, of just pumping it out and the rhythm of it becomes a grind, right? And, and, and don't get me wrong, you still love to do what you do, but, but it's taking now a toll on you, right? It's taking a toll on you. And Jesus saw these disciples who were, who were in their rhythm but yet the rhythm of ministry began to eat away at their productivity, at their effectiveness. So much so that they didn't even have a chance to eat. And Jesus says, hey, that's not good. Now you might wonder, you might think, wait a minute. See, and he, here is here is why here is why Jesus is our all sufficient savior because there's some people who would look at that and who would look at you when you are pumping and producing and productive and you're in that rhythm and all they would do is say hey go on do it keep it up keep it going and they're not really concerned about you as much as they are concerned about what you do they aren't really concerned about you. They're concerned about what you produce. But Jesus is concerned about you. He's concerned about us. And he looks at his disciples. And even though they're in their rhythm, he says, 
If you keep up like this, you're going to burn out. If you keep going at this pace, you're going to burn out. And Jesus says, nope, I'm not going to let you burn out and I'm not going to watch you burn out. Good God Almighty. You ought to thank God for some people who have a who have a real heart for you and not just for what you do. Who have a heart for you and not just for how you make them feel, but they have a heart for you and your well-being. Jesus looks and says, nope, I, I see what you're doing. That's good work, but you have got to rest. Stop. Come on, let's go. And he pulls them away. Verse 32 and says, so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Verse 32. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. <laughs> they went away. Can you pull verse 32 up? That's the way it reads on mine. I, I don't know how it says it. Yeah. So, so they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Thank you. New International Version. You know, I, I, I would, I would, um, you know, some somebody would look at it and say, "Oh, they took a cruise." Well, I, they didn't take a cruise, <laughs> but they did get on a boat. <laughs> they did get on a boat. They went somewhere quiet, took some time at the request or the command of Christ, because Jesus knew. It's important to honor the Sabbath because in doing so, you honor yourself. That's the second thing I want to get to. In honoring the Sabbath, you're not only honoring God. See, we, we read the, 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 the uh, commandment, honor the Sabbath and keep it holy, right? Honoring the Sabbath honors God, but it also honors you. It said, because it says, it says, I recognize that who God created me to be and how God created me, even with his divine fingerprint on my life, even with me being created in the image of God and after his likeness, that I am not God, I must rest. God has given me the example, he has given me the commandment, and I'm going to honor God by honoring myself and take the rest that I need. Watch this, and I'm not going to let anyone make me feel guilty about it. See, okay. Um, yeah, keep that up. Sabbath is a sign of our covenant with God. Exodus, Exodus, in Exodus 20, Exodus 20, 12 through 13. Look at that. Exodus 20, 12 through 13. Exodus 20, verses 12 through 13. Hmm. And listen, please understand, practicing Sabbath does not mean you got to get on a boat and take a cruise and go away to, to a remote island somewhere. Uh, 
listen, um, it it may be it may be as as simple as a tent in your backyard. Let me let me be real. Let me be real with you for a minute. Um, or a garden in your backyard, wherever that space is, wherever that place is, where where you and the Lord meet, where you um, allow God to restore you, where you allow God to heal you. T.A. was playing that song at the beginning of, of Bible study where it says, I am healed. Listen, if, if you want the Lord to heal you of your exhaustion, heal you, of, of, of your desperation, heal you of your mental fatigue. You have to position yourself where he can do just that. Exodus 20 and verses 12 and 13 says, also I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between us so they would know that I, the Lord made them holy. Look at what God says. God says, I've given them the Sabbath. The Sabbath was given. Look, look at that, y'all. Ex this is, ex I'm sorry, I said Exodus. Ezekiel. <laughs> that's why That's why we're not finding it. Ezekiel, I'm sorry. Ezekiel 20. Ezekiel 20, verses 12 and 13. I'm sorry. That's Ezekiel 20, verses 12 and 13. Look, look at, look at, look at, look at what, look at what God says. He says, also, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between us. God says, I've given the Sabbath as a sign between me and man. So they would know that I, the Lord, made them holy. Keep reading. Yet the people of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They did not follow my decrees, but rejected my laws by which the person who obeys them will live. Look at that. By which the person who obeys them will live. If you watch this, if you obey my law, if you obey this keeping of the Sabbath, you will live. But they didn't do that. They utterly desecrated my Sabbaths. So I said I would pour out my wrath on them and destroy them in the wilderness. Watch this. When we are not observing the Sabbath, the keeping of Sabbath, we are utterly destroying ourselves. Utterly destroying ourselves. It is a sign. God says the Sabbath is, is my sign that I'm yours and you're mine. And when you practice the Sabbath, you say to God, God, I'm yours. You are my God. And I'm going to lean and depend on you. Wow. Because I'm not going to work on this day. I'm not going to labor on this day because I know that, that it's not up to me to make my way. God, you are my God. You are my King. You shall supply all my need according to your riches in glory. And I don't have to work this shift and that shift and overtime to make ends meet. God, you will supply my need. 
And Lord, if I want to practice Sabbath, if I want to keep a Sabbath and, 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 and I'm in a position where I don't have to take overtime, but I'm taking overtime because I think I have to, or I'm taking this double shift because I think I have to, no, I'm going to stop doing this kind of extra work and practice Sabbath and lean and depend on you. Lean and depend on, and watch this, y'all. I said this last week. Let me hit it again this week. Perhaps some of the reason we have to take extra shifts and take overtime is because we're living beyond our means anyhow. Y'all ain't gonna like me, but I needed to say it again. Perhaps the reason you're having to work a double or perhaps the reason you're having to, 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 to pile on more hours or take every overtime opportunity that comes up is because you're, you're trying to live above your means. Stop, stop trying to live beyond and start learning how to live underneath where you're, you're bringing in more then you have to spend. Uh-huh. I'm making some I'm making somebody mad right now. Listen, you you'll you'll never be able you you will always be running from both ends. If if you keep piling up debt and 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 having to go here and and wanting to take this 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 trip just because you saw somebody on Facebook take a trip, but you know you're not in a position to take that trip, but you charge charge it anyway because you want to take your own selfies in that own place, in that place, and and show them that you took the same trip that they took. What are you doing? Stop living beyond your means, and stop trying to impress people who don't like you anyway. Stop trying to stop trying to impress folk who ain't who, they don't like you know how. All right. All right. So what I was about to say was, <laughs> what I was about to say was, when I said the Sabbath is not only honoring God, but the Sabbath is honoring yourself. And perhaps one of the reasons, one of the reasons we have uh, become so tired and so exasperated and so uh, fatigued is because is because we are not loving ourselves. The sin of not loving yourself. So there's the sin of not practicing Sabbath, but there's also the sin of not loving yourself. Mark 12, verse 29. Mark 12 and 29. Is this good, anybody? Mark 12 and 29 says, and Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. But here's the second one, y'all. The second one is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor, what? As thyself. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Love your neighbor, what? As yourself. Now there are two things, there, there are two things in, in that in that last commandment, loving your neighbor as yourself. There's loving your neighbor, 
But there's also loving yourself. Both of them are here. Both of them are contained in that commandment. Love your neighbor, but he also expects you to love yourself. You got to learn how to love yourself. You got to learn how to love yourself. Give, Treat yourself. Give yourself something that you need, time that you need, quiet that you need, space that you need. Give yourself permission to, to read a book that you've been wanting to read. And, and, and not have to, watch this, and not have to tend to folk who can tend to themselves. Listen, can I help you? There are people out there who will let you do as much, as much as you're willing to do. I'm going to say that again. There are people out there who will let you do as much as you are willing to do. And if you stop doing it, they'll start. If, if you stop doing some of the stuff that you've been doing, for, for some of those teenagers at home who can do it for themselves, guess what? They'll start. If, if you stop doing some of the stuff that you're doing for, for, for some older children who, who are in a position to do for themselves, but they're not doing it because they know you will, you stop doing it, they'll start. Either they'll start or they'll pay somebody else. Either way, Either way, you're getting a bum deal because you're doing it and you're not getting paid. So, 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 so pull back. Give yourself room, space, time to love yourself. Am I helping anybody? Folk will take from you as much as you are willing to give. At some point, you got to learn how to say, no, this is my space. No, this is my time. No, this is my need. No, I can't do that for you because I got to do this for me. Amen, somebody. So love thy neighbor as thyself and quit feeling guilty because you love yourself. First John 4 and 18. First John 4 and 18 says, there is no fear in love. I love that. There is no fear in love. You can love yourself. You can love yourself and not be afraid to. See, and look, look listen, listen. That's what I mean. I, I see somebody loving yourself. Yes, loving yourself means that that you may have to you may have to put limits on what others have gotten from you i preached a sermon years ago entitled when helping you is hurting me and 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 there there are some people who don't mind that you hurt 
as long as they're being helped. Amen. And you better find out who they are because they'll suck the very life out of you. They will suck the Sabbath from you. <laughs> yeah. Are you hearing me? There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Whosoever fears has not been perfected in love. Don't be afraid to love yourself. Ephesians 5 and 29. Look at that, y'all. Ephesians 5 and 29. I'm going to free somebody tonight. Ephesians 5 and 29. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church. No one ever hated his own flesh. Yeah. Look, Paul, Paul is saying to us, stop hating. There's nothing godly about that. Nothing godly about that. Love yourself. Learn to love yourself. Learn, learn, learn how to learn how to spoil yourself. Learn how to pamper yourself. When these, when these, when these uh, nail shops and all open back, well, I guess they never close, really, right? But go, look, go get your pedicures and and manicures and 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 put your feet in them bubbles and let them soak. And y'all talk to me. Put. put let them rub your feet and put them Epsom salt in there. And <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had, I've had one pedicure, y'all. And uh, it's about time for another one. I, it was, it was actually enjoyable. <laughs> I think I might, uh, when I get a chance, I think I might go get another one. Uh, and look, real, they're, they're not expensive. You can go to the, the North Park Mall. Amen, somebody. North Park Mall. That's why I had mine. That was probably two years ago now. But uh, uh, yeah, treat yourself. Enjoy. Enjoy. I think it was $15 if I'm not mistaken. But it was yeah, nice. Go do it. Love yourself. Amen, somebody. Um, Why are you, why are you, <laughs> why are you perhaps uh, burning it at both ends and exasperated? I'll tell you why. Perhaps there is not only the sin of, of not practicing Sabbath or the sin of not loving yourself, but thirdly, there's the sin of thinking too much of yourself, the sin of thinking too much of yourself. What do I mean by that? I mean by that thinking that you don't have to take time for yourself, thinking that you're Superman and Superwoman and you can handle it all and thinking that that rest is for suckers and 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 you're you're better than anybody else you're made differently you're built differently and and you never break down and i'm here to tell you you're thinking too much of yourself or watch this or watch this you think you can't afford to take a break because if you did the thing that you're working at or the place that you're working or the people for which you're working if you didn't show up that the whole thing would just collapse you're thinking too much of yourself. The sin of thinking too highly, the sin of thinking too much of yourself. And you need to get a grip on reality. Because I promise you, I promise you, two weeks of you not being there, people figure it out. 
y'all not going to talk to me tonight. <laughs> I mean, it. life goes on. People figure it out. And I, I don't mean that in a bad, cold way. I just mean that from the standpoint of, yeah, you know, you, you may be excellent at what you do. Don't get me wrong. And glory to God for that. You, you, and you might be the, the best employee. Thank God for being a, a good, a great employee, a great, a great person who does it. And, and you do it, you do it like nobody else. Thank God for that. Thank, I thank God for people around me who, 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 who do stuff that are just incredible. Do you hear what I'm saying to you though? Don't think that, that you can just keep doing more and more and more and it not at some point impact you and affect you. If it's not affecting you, it's affecting those around you. If it's not impacting you directly, it's impacting relationships, which then impact you. So we got to figure this stuff out, right? The sin of thinking too much of yourself. Philippians 2 and 3 through 5. Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Are you hearing me? Philippians 2, 3 through 5. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. It's conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. In other words, stop thinking too much, too highly of yourself. Everybody needs a break. Everybody needs some rest. And 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 while stuff, while stuff may not go exactly as it went while you were there, it will continue. To some degree, people will figure some things out and 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 people will will come out of the woodworks who were who 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 were hiding the whole time because they felt like it wasn't anything for them to do. Uh-uh. You must love yourself. And you must not think and put the added pressure on yourself to say that if you're not there, this thing won't happen. It may not happen the way it happens when you're there, but give it some time and it'll start happening again because that's the way life goes. Again, I'm trying to free somebody. I don't know who it is, but I'm trying to free somebody because you you've been carrying you've been carrying too much, too much of a load, and you don't even realize how much that load, if if it's not impacting you, it's impacting those around you. Romans twelve, Romans twelve, three through five. Romans twelve, three through five. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone 
uh, who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each man a me to each one a measure of faith. To do what? To not to think too highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think soberly. To think soberly. To have a to have a to have an humble idea about who you are, about what you do, and about the fact that somebody else or somebody's else can get it done also. Because again, because again, I am convinced of this. People don't do what they know they can get away with not doing. People won't do what they know you're going to do. And they could do it, but because they know you're going to do it, they let you do it. And before you know it, you get caught in a cycle where the pressure to do and to keep doing is just on and on and on. And you don't feel the switch where you can say, that's enough. Proverbs 16 and 18. Proverbs 16 and 18 says this, and we use this verse, we say this verse and we quote this verse, but rarely do we think about this verse in this context. Proverbs 16 and 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Now, typically, we think about that from the standpoint of, of someone who is very proper proud or 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 prideful uh that that usually that is that is their downfall in the sense that um uh again you think too much of yourself and and you start doing things uh uh or you start acting in ways uh that contribute uh to 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 a fall from your lofty position but i want to suggest to you another way of looking at this is in this context of of taking Sabbath, of taking time. Perhaps you think too highly of yourself and because you think too highly of yourself or what you do or what you contribute, that in fact contributes to your destruction. Pride goes before destruction, before exasperation, before fatigue, before mental exhaustion. Pride goes before those things. You were too proud. too proud maybe even to ask for help. Too proud to say to someone and admit to someone, hey, this is, this is too much for me. Pride goes before destruction and a heart of spirit before a fall. Are you with me? So a few things. I want to give you as we wrap up tonight some scriptures that I pray minister to you in terms of finding rest for a weary soul. Matthew 11, Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. We're wrapping up here. We're wrapping up here, y'all, for the summer. <laughs> So we're going to get some rest after this. Matthew 11, verses 28 and 30. Jesus says, 
Come to me, all ye that are weary and burdened, or come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus invites us to come unto him, to come into him and experience rest. When, when I practice Sabbath, that is my coming into him. Because all week long, I, I've been trying to do it perhaps on my own. But, but when I practice Sabbath, I come unto him. Come unto me, ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me, upon you, and learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burdens are light. Jesus invites us to take rest and refuge and respite in him. Hmm. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31, you know this. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. His understanding none can fathom, no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stubble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord or they that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. It says they will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not faint. I love that the prophet Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah says something interesting here. Even youth grow tired and weary. Did you see that? Even youth grow tired and weary. And young men stumble and fall. I think what God says here is everybody needs a moment of restoration. Everybody at some point gives out except you be restored by God. Everybody at some point is tapped out except they be restored by God. But they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Are you hearing me tonight? Everybody. 
<laughs> Everybody gets tired. You get tired of people you love. You get tired of work that you love. You get tired of doing things that you love. Jesus says, but they that wait on the Lord shall, he shall renew your strength. Psalm 61, Psalm number 61, verse 2. Says from the end of the earth, I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock mm. that is higher. When my heart is overwhelmed, when I'm exhausted, when I'm fatigued, when I'm tapped out. This psalm says, what I've learned to do is ask to be led to the one who has more strength than I do. The one who has more energy than I do. To the rock of my salvation. And he's higher than I am. You know, you may have this position. You may have that title. You may have these enormous responsibilities. But there is one higher than you. And this psalmist says, when I'm tapped out, no matter how high I am, I go to the one that's higher than me. You might be the boss, but I, I've got a boss. I go to the one that's higher than me. You may be the supervisor or the manager but you have one that's higher than you. And I go to the one that's higher than me when my heart is overwhelmed. Lastly, Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will, God, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Look at that. Don't be anxious for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Apostle Paul says, listen. Don't let this life get you all twisted up. The cares of life, the responsibilities, the obligations, the, the credit cards, the, the mortgages, the car payments, the tuition, the, 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 the new roof, the the faucet, the, the leaky faucet, the, uh, the all, all the things, all the things that can cause for an anxious heart and can cause uh, for, for feelings of being overwhelmed and exasperated and exhausted. Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But in every situation, 
let your requests be made known unto God. In other words, yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I've got, I've got all, I can feel my hand up with 10 things at least that's on my mind that I've got to do that I'm responsible for. But I've also learned how to take it to God in prayer. How to ask God for strength to do what is necessary, but also ask him for wisdom to know what I can pull back from so that my soul is restored. He restoreth my soul. That's what the good shepherd does. He not only leads his sheep, but he restores the souls of his sheep. I pray. I pray that you recognize that even you, as important as you are, and I don't say that lightly because you are, I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people depend on you. I'm sure a lot of institutions and places of employment and business, I'm sure a lot of people depend on you and you are the lifeline for a lot of people. I get it. And, and, because, and because you have a heart to do what you do and because you have a heart for people and because you have a heart for, for, for the places where you serve, you don't want to let anybody down. I'm telling you tonight, love the Lord, love your neighbor, love yourself. Love yourself. That's biblical, y'all. <laughs> Love yourself. Take time for yourself. Figure it out. Practice Sabbath. Honor God and honor the God that is in you, created in his image and after his likeness. Honor that divine part that is in you by keeping the Sabbath, which is a sign between you and God, a covenant says, I will honor you and honor the God that's in me by practicing Sabbath and keeping it holy because I love you and I love myself. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and give you his peace. God bless you. Listen, we're going to sign off for a little while. I pray that Bible study has been a blessing to you. Uh, but listen, good teaching is just around the corner uh, because Vacation Bible School begins in June. Uh, so we want you to go uh, to the K Chapel app. Make sure you get registered for Vacation Bible School uh, that will begin in June. All the information, all the dates, times uh, should be on the app. And so you can see that. Make sure you get registered. Your children and adults uh, get registered. You're going to have a great time. So even though I won't be teaching, and I won't be here. Good teaching is going on. You make sure you are a part of it. 
because uh, we're going to go and get some rest. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Let's pray tonight, y'all. Father, we thank you, God, for this time together. We thank you for the good news of your word. Thank you, Lord, that in creating us in your image and after your likeness, that you have given us a pattern, principles, and precepts regarding Sabbath and rest, restoration, and the replenishment of our souls, and not only our souls, but our relationships. God, now I pray for every person who's watching tonight and who has been watching throughout all of, all of our time together. I pray that in this time, this season of rest, God, that you will do for them what you do for me, that you restore our souls. God, I pray that you give us insight and understanding about who you are calling us to be. God, I pray for families, families that are strained right now in their relationships. I pray for parents and children who have strained relationships. I pray for husbands and wives who have challenges right now in their relationships. God, that you would begin a very precious work of restoration. Draw those who have been distanced back together. Pull them from themselves and draw them closer to one another and the bonds that make them family and the bonds that make them husband and wife, the bonds that make them siblings. Whatever the relationship is, God, I pray a prayer of restoration now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that souls be restored, fatigued spirits, exasperated, exhausted bodies, mentally stressed psyches. God, I pray now for Sabbath rest and restoration in the name of Jesus. Your word tells us that you will renew our strength. and We will be able to mount up with wings as eagles. God, I pray that in the name of Jesus. For those persons who feel like they have reached the end of their rope, that they have tapped out, God, I pray right now that you begin restoring as only you can in Jesus' name. We love you and we thank you and we claim it to be done now in the mighty and marvelous name of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our Christ. Amen. 
and amen. God bless you. We love you. Y'all get registered for, uh, for Vacation Bible School. Amen. We will see you soon. God bless you. Good night.